And welcome back to another episode of Any Grammar Store Podcast. I'm your host, Braylon Williams. It's so nice to have everyone back again. Um, allergy season is in full swing now. Um, I am sniffling and sniffing as I do this episode. So forgive me for all my many sniffles because allergies decided to hit me hard today. So, um, with that being said, thank you again for tuning in um, if you have listened to before. And if you're new to the podcast, I hope you enjoy this episode. And so what we're going to cover today is a little brief overview of, of the Enneagram subtype groups. So let's just dive right into it, shall we? Enneagram subtypes are a combination of the main types and the three instincts. And there is a total of 27 subtypes within the Enneagram. Um, and so I want to take a moment before we go even further. Um, so let's understand what the three instincts are. Um, and the three instincts of the Enneagram are self-preservation, social, and sexual. Um, and the sexual is can often also be referred to as either intimate or one-to-one. So within that um, instinct, that's how you act. Um, Self-preservation speaks to, all right, let me take care of my needs um, before anything else. Social goes into, all right, what, what, how am I communicating? How am I involved within my group or community and then sexual is how am I connected with um, my most intimate relationships and so that's the basis of the instincts Um, but to go even further into what they are I want to read you this quote from the wisdom of the Enneagram by Don Riso and Russ Hudson um, so you can get a better understanding of the instinct instinctual variance functions, all right? So the quote goes like this. The instinctual variance indicate which of our three basic instincts have been most distorted in childhood, resulting in characteristic preoccupations and behaviors throughout the entire range of the personality type. And so going back to what the instincts are again, like I said, self-preservation is being preoccupied with getting and maintaining physical safety and comfort social instinct is preoccupied with being liked and or accepted 
and then the sexual instinct is being preoccupied with seeking intense connection and ex and experiences um, and so uh, as we flow from now understanding the instincts let's flow into um, what the subtypes are exactly and so like I said there are a total of 27 um, three subtypes for each nine type so three times nine is 27 easy math right there and everyone has access to each of the three subtypes and so this is where a thing we call subtype stacking comes in play comes into play right here and so what subtype stacking is is the um is it it's kind of exactly what exactly what it states um you know we have um which is stack the most to the least prevalent um subtypes according to who we are in that moment um so what that order entails is that we have a dominant subtype or the subtype that you know you are over aware of then you have a secondary subtype the one that you're kind of like and you're neutral to you know there's no over awareness there's no under awareness you're just like in the middle ground of that subtype and then we have a tertiary subtype and that's the one that is underdeveloped the, that that subtype is your blind spot um And so before I kind of give you what I believe my subtype stacking order is, I want to walk you through how you can kind of like, how you can kind of, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, how you can figure out what your subtype stacking order is. All right. And so there's a way of thinking that you see, you will see a lot in the Enneagram, Enneagram world. Um, um, and and this and how to figure out your subtypes is this idea of what hap what you do as soon as you walk into a party atmosphere. Um, so I like to call it the party test. And so let me just give you what the party test is. All right. And so if you walk into a party and you notice the environment right away, um, lights, music, setup, or the temperature of the room, you might have a self-preservation dominant instinct if that's the first thing you recognize when you walk into a party but if you walk into a party and you focus on finding one or two people that you deeply you can deeply connect with at the party and feel a rush when intimate bonds are made you might have a sexual dominant instinct or finally if you notice where your friends are at and you focus on having a good time and going with the energy of the group, then you might have a social dominant instinct. So knowing that and knowing myself, let me give you kind of how this will look. All right. And so for me, I'm kind of, I, I, my, I would say my subtype stacking order is social aid, self-preservation aid, and then sexual aid. Um, I'm all about, all right, how can we have fun first? And it's like, all right, how can my needs be met? And then finally, admittedly, and probably not the best thing to admit, I'm just not a person for intense, intimate relationships. I'm more of a, you know, I'm a, I'm an ambivert a lot of the time. I'm an ambivert and I, I, I 
I really rely on my extrovert side um, moreover. So I'm very extrovert leaning. Um, so I'm like, all right, how can we have fun? How can we, you know, be the life? And so that's why I believe that all right, social aid, self-preservation aid, sexual aid. Um, I think that's just how I, I think my subjects, my will be. It, again, it's going to be different for you, but if you go to that party test, you'll get a very, a fairly good view of um, your subtype stacking order. And right there, I just want to take a moment to kind of tell you about the abbreviations of the three instincts. All right. So if you're ever looking at subtypes online or you hear somebody talk about subtypes, um, you might hear them say SOSP or XX, SX, um, then a number. And so that just basically means that's a abbreviated way of saying, all right, you're a social seven, you're self preservation six. Or stuff like that. So you, if you see some something that says SO5, that means social five. If you see something that says SP5, that means self-preservation five. If you see the abbreviation SX5, that means sexual five or one-to-one five. Um, so just thought that would be good a piece of information for you to understand as you might go and look into this more, more at this episode so you know, all right, this is what you're looking in here. Um, but now that there's a basic understanding of subtypes, and before I go into a description, a brief description of all the 27 subtypes, I want to take a brief moment to talk about countertypes because countertypes are a, another part of the subtype ordeal. All right. And so for each of the nine types, there is one subtype that is known as the countertype. So for the three subtypes over one, there is one of those subtypes that is known as the countertype, and it goes so on throughout each of the nine types. So um, there are nine countertypes for nine countertypes per the 27 subtypes type of thing. So one for every number, um, and every number has three subtypes. So um, and what a countertype is, a countertype is a subtype, um, who uses their vice, AKA their deadly sin in a non-stereotypical way. Um, simply put this one subtype doesn't look like the other two and goes against the, um, main energetic direction of the passion. Um, and I don't want to go into depth about countertypes because this will be something that we touch on more deeply um, in the next season. So, um, but I do want to list off each of the countertypes really quick. And so here's just a list of the countertypes. All right. So the countertypes include sexual one, self-preservation two, self-preservation three, self-preservation four, sexual five, sexual six, social seven, social eight, and social nine. I am so grateful for everyone's support. Without you guys, this podcast would not be possible. But if you're not already subscribed to Enneagram Restored Podcast, don't forget to follow and subscribe Enneagram Restored Podcast to be notified of each new episode that is released.
All right, now that we know about the basics of subtypes, here's a brief description of each of the 27 subtypes. Social preservation apes focus on their need to be protective of their families, health, finances, and home. They are more direct and less emotional than other apes. Social apes focus on their need to be protective of their groups and communities. Social apes are very aware of injustice and less aggressive than the other apes. Sexual apes focus on their need to be protective of their intimate connections. They have a stronger desire for intensity than the other apes. Um, so that's just a brief description of the apes. Let's move on to the nines. Uh, again, these are brief descriptions. We'll talk more in depth about each of the subtypes next season because that's kind of like what next season is dedicated to. And so we'll, we'll, we'll go more in deep with every subtype next season. But today, here's just a brief description. And so it's going to go kind of fast. Self-preservation nines focus on their need to be at peace with their families, health, finances, and home. Self-preservation nines can be more aggressively concerned with meeting their physical needs than the other nines. Social nines focus on their need to be at peace with their groups and communities. They can become workaholics as they put their needs as they put the needs of the group above their own needs. And sexual nines focus on their need to be at peace with their intimate connections. They are the gentler and more non-assertive of the nines. Self-preservation ones focus on their need to be correct with their families, health, finances, and home. Um, they are often the more warm and friendly of the one subtypes. Social ones focus on their need to be correct with their groups and communities. They are concerned with fairness and justice. And sexual ones focus on their need to be correct with their intimate connections. Sexual ones focus less on perfecting themselves and instead they use their energy and zeal on perfecting others. SP2s focus on their need to be charming in order to have their physical needs met. Um, Self-preservation twos are more timid in connecting with others, and they are less prone to being helpers and givers. Social twos focus on their need to be charming with their groups and communities. They tend to be generous and offer support, advice, and help order to be seen as needed by the group. Um, and, and sexual twos focus on their need to be charming with their intimate connections. They they are a bit more passionate and emotional than the twos, than the other twos, and often they try to be physically appealing to others. Self-preservation threes focus on their need to be valuable and admired in order to have their physical needs met. They want to achieve, but they don't want to brag about their achievements. Um, social threes focus on their need to be valuable and admired in their groups and communities. Social threes can be highly competitive in order to be or appear successful in whatever they are doing. And then sexual threes focus on their need to be valuable and admired by their intimate connections. Uh, sexual threes are charismatic and love promoting others. Self-preservation fours focus on their need to be themselves in order to have their physical needs met. They tend to keep the sad and hard emotions for behind closed door moments. 
Social force focus on their need to be themselves with their groups and communities. Social force connect to themselves and others through their authentic feelings. Feelings, and then sexual force focus on their need to be themselves with their intimate connections. Sexual force are more shameless than shame than shameful and can be competitive to avoid feeling less than. In season one, we covered the basics of each Enneagram type. And in season two, we looked at each type and relationships. And we couldn't stop the podcast there. But we're not done yet. Season three of Enneagram Start Podcast is coming in 2023. Now let's continue the descriptions with the self-preservation of fives who focus on their need to be competent with their family's health, finances, and home. They try to limit their needs in order to avoid being dependent on others. Social fives focus on their need to be competent with their groups and communities. Social fives have a have an avarice for knowledge and then the last one of the fives is the sexual fives who, who focus on their need to be competent with their intimate connections. They they are more aware of their feelings internally, but they may not express those feelings externally. SP sixes, so self-preservation sixes focus on their need to be secure and supported within their family's health and finances and home. They focus on being warm and building connections that will become their trusted alliances which will help them feel more secured and supported social sixes focus on their need to be secure and supported with their groups and communities they love accuracy and they love knowing what is expected of them sexual sixes focus on their need to be secure and supported with their intimate connections they they may be um unaware of their fear as they tend to take on the on the quote unquote the best defense is a good defense mentality. Self-preservation sevens focus on their need to be satisfied in the family's health, finances, and home. They, they, they work towards satisfaction by being fun and building a network of supporters. Social sevens focus on being satisfied with their groups and communities. Social sevens are willing to sacrifice their desires for the group and use enthusiasm to make themselves valued in the group. And the last subtype of them all is the sexual sevens who focus on their need to be satisfied with their intimate connections. Sexual sevens can lean towards being more naive, but they also can charm others into new visions and new adventures. Well, th there it is. 
basic understanding and a brief overview of the 27 subtypes of the Enneagram. And that's all we're going to cover for today. Like, but again, like I said, season three is really going to dive deep into each of the subtypes. So, um, don't want to miss out on that when it comes next year. Um, but there's also only two more episodes left of this season, uh, which next week is going to be kind of like today's episode, but it's going to be over the Enneagram groups, um, the harmonic groups, the harmony groups, the center of intelligence groups, the horny variant, horny variant, yeah, I can never pronounce this group without looking at it directly, the horny variant groups. Alright, and so really going to dive just quickly of what we're going to go into the shallow end of the pool what about the Enneagram groups and what they entail. Um, so you don't want to miss next week's show, but then you also don't want to miss the season two finale, uh, which will be the week after. Um, if I remember right, that's going to be May 26th. Alright, so just two more episodes of season two for any Grammar Store podcast. It has been a great season. As last week, we just finished up the Reconnected Relationship series, which has been a series about how the Enneagram can help you reach your relationship goals by going by being that bridge between your current reality of relationships and taking you across the bridge to your relationship goals. All right, and so. If you miss that series, just go back and watch it. It starts with episode 5, I believe, um, and ends with episode 17. So it's quite a lengthy um, series, but it is all worth it. As in, in this, Like I said, in the series, it's all about how, how to find reconnection with yourself and others and how others can find reconnection with you. Um, so it's a great series and very, a lot of good details about relationships and even though that's probably the only series on relationships that I will ever do on this podcast um, that does not mean I, that we won't talk about relationships because the one, one of the biggest things about the Enneagram is that how can it help you be better in relationships how can it help you become a better person so that your relationships in turn are deepened and more intense and more intimate so probably the only relationship series we go through but well i talk about the relationships and the enneagram more most definitely i mean already i have some guests that i want to that will be on next season um little um teaser here krista harding of the enneagram and marriage podcast which is a great podcast um will be a guest in next season um so of course we've got to talk about the enneagram and relationships there so um and then we got some more i have some more people that i've got to get contact with to see uh, but season three is going to be jam-packed about subtypes and guest interviews it's going to be great um you don't want to miss it but like i said you also don't want to miss next week's episode because um that's going to be a crash course over the enneagram groups and so it's going to be great um but I feel like I've talked enough for this outro. This is a very long outro. Probably one of the longest ones ever. Um, so I wrap it up by saying this. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to 
Any Grammar Store podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Instagram. And as well, leave us a five-star review if you would like this podcast so others can find it as well. And then lastly, as always, I want you to remember this. That the Enneagram doesn't define you, but it does bring restoration. It helps reshape your thinking and habits.